Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Hello everybody, this is Rebecca. And as you know, I am currently on a winter break. But while I'm away, I wanted to be able to help others in the podcast industry and share their show with my listeners. So please take a listen. And if you are interested in subscribing to their show, please check the episode notes. All the details will be there for you to go ahead and subscribe to them. If you just came across the podcast, Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity, and you would like to listen to those stories, all you have to do is back up on the episode list to prior to December of 2021. The podcast will return on Sunday, February 6th, or Friday, February 4th, if you're a Patreon subscriber. And if you are interested in bonus episodes and are interested in subscribing as a Patreon, details on how to proceed will be at the end of this episode. And thank you for being here. the Magic 97.7 studios in Lindenville, Vermont. This is the Anything Show with John Francois. Stand by and remain cautious. Yes, here we go. What is it? I, I don't even know what it is anymore. All the days are the same. No, it's Friday, October 8th as we record this. John Francois here in Lindenville, Vermont. I'm joined once again by Andrew Vandertunt, the host of the Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy podcast from Rochester, New York. Hey, Andrew. Hola. Yes. All right, Andrew, we got a great show coming up. Oklahoma country artist Seth Reed. I'll be uh, speaking with him uh, later on, uh, of, of course, specifically about his new single, Northeast Texas Blues, out right now. For our celebrity gossip, Andrew, Megan Trainer and her husband love to poop together. What the hell? <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just going to stop right there. We're gonna, we're gonna, gonna, we'll, we'll get back to that conversation later on. Let's get viral uh, for our Let's Get Viral segment. Oh, my God. We got we to gotta hear this maybe not legal thing again. 
guy would do with his uh, Powerball lottery winnings. And for Ask Anything, remember, childhood dream job. We are giving you the chance to win a $100 gift card and an Anything show with Jean-Francois, Shot Glass, and Keychain, Monday, October 27th. Just tell us your childhood dream job before then. And for our headlines, oh, I totally forgot to, what are we doing for the headlines? I guess we'll talk about um, how COVID-19 paranoia can lead to just some hot sex, Andrew. Hot, hot sex. Ooh, risque. <laughs> Very risque. All right, listen, subscribe, rate, review the Anything Show with Jean Francois on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. You can follow us in so many ways: Facebook.com/slash The Anything Show, Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. Uh, we're also on YouTube under The Anything Show with Jean Francois, and we have shot glasses and keychains up for sale. Ten dollars for a keychain? No, ten dollars for a shot glass. $5 for a keychain. Feel free to DM me if you are very interested in that. Andrew, my man, shall we do our headlines to start off the thingamathang? Let's do it. Yes. Yes. All right. Um, a recent survey in the UK found that the average couple spends just four hours a day in the same room. Reasons for that include conflicting work hours, different interests, and alternative bedtimes. Andrew, uh, for your last relationship, uh, you know, tell me about that. How many hours did you and your person spend in the bedroom, and why was that? Probably about two hours. Oh, my God! <laughs> I love to play my video games, and he wasn't into video games. So I was like, let's go do your own thing, and we'll meet up. Wow. Now, would you say that was uh, kind of crucial to the, the downfall of that relationship? Is the fact that you guys didn't have that commonality of video games and such? I think so, yeah. We just never spent time together, so we just kind of grew apart. Oh, all right. And now you spend a lot more time uh, in, in your room uh, with your video games, and it just feels so natural. Yes, I'm the big spoon when I cuddle with my PlayStation. <laughs> nice, I love it. Uh, now, for me and Tony, uh, my girlfriend, who I live with now, uh, it's definitely work schedules because she works during the day, I work at night. Uh, and honestly, I think if we had the opportunity to spend an entire day in one room with each other, we might end up killing each other. So I do think that mixture of space and togetherness at the end of the day really makes the relationship so fruity, like a freaking delicious, sweet, honey crisp apple, Andrew. <laughs> this sounds so good. I'm salivating. Oh, yeah. Well, go to any apple picking field in New England and spend like $50 on that apple. You have that access. Yes. All right. Uh, just a second ago, we were talking about how a COVID-19 paranoia can lead to hot sex. Yes, that is true. According to new research published in the Journal of Sex, people who have had a high fear of catching COVID-19 have had more and better sex during the pandemic. Now, Andrew, I know you have a story about this. Did you? Are you really saying that the sex was crazy with your N95 mask on? It was so hot like oh it was not physically yeah physically but it was so hot oh i felt like if i take down my mask to kiss this person am i risking my life and you know it's like oh this feels good wow okay so i guess when it's like a do or die life or death situation i guess that kind of leads to like oh my god let's have the best sex ever because it's the end of the world anyway 
Right. It's like we might die tomorrow, so let's at least have some fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know how people can do it, have sex with a mask on, because that was like kind of a big thing uh, in the early years, or the early years, it seems like years, uh, the early months of the pandemic was like, oh, hey, you know, people who are just hooking up, they probably should have sex with a mask on to prevent, you know, COVID transmission. And I'm just like, well, you know, we all know how hot, heavy, and sweaty sex is. If you put a mask on, it feels like you're suffocating yourself. You weren't feeling suffocated, Andrew? I like suffocation so for me (laughs) so the so the mask itself was basically like a dominatrix person is what you're saying it kind of was it was like oh i'm getting consensually choked here or deprived of air but there's no physical exertion for it it's just on (laughs) the face you are wild, my man. You are wild. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, but probably not as wild as Tiny Socks, this Japanese company. And, of course, this would be sold in Japan. Uh, they are selling tiny socks, which only cover your big toes, Andrew. You're supposed to put them on before your other socks or pantyhose to keep the nail of your big toe from snacking the other material. I saw a picture of this, Andrew, and it literally looks like the big toe uh, is like a prisoner with an eye patch. It's just awful. It is. Somebody very specific, like a werewolf or Dracula, has to be using these. Really? Mm. You have to have sharp toenails to be that concerned. Tag <laughs> <laughs> other things. <laughs> yeah, uh, aka you have to be me, because <clears throat> believe me, I, and I think uh, you know my family, friends, my girlfriend Tony, they all know this. When I'm barefoot and my nails grow like nobody's business, it's basically the equivalent of a really good kitchen knife. You know that kitchen knife that slices through a tomato like nobody's business. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So watch out, tiny, big toenail sock. I'm going to cut right through that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you see their best customer, which is a good thing. Yeah. You could friend here. Yeah. Andrew, uh, you know, did you survive the Facebook and Instagram blackout of 2021 this week? I didn't know it happened. You know what? I'm not surprised because you are someone who, like, has, like, no, like, deep, obsessive connection with, like, the social media and the phone world. And I like that. I really like that about you. So, what? I mean, you, you never found out at all that day or you eventually found out when it was too late? So, I was making dinner and I had the news on and it all of a sudden I hear them say, oh, Facebook was down. I'm like, Facebook was down. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I guess I missed out on a lot of stuff today. Not really. I mean, it was a few hours in the afternoon where a lot of people felt like their life was going to end. Uh, you know, they were constantly refreshing their feed. Like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Frankly, I wish the uh, blackout happened longer because, you know, social media, as you know, Andrew, it could be an exhaustive beast. And especially uh, when you're in my business, the radio business, we have to do this for a living. So, you know, whenever you have a a break from it, when you have to have a break from it, it's just it's the best thing ever. It's like that vacation you didn't know you needed. Mm -hmm. You get stressed from it. I am. I'm terrible with social media. I am not really on it. So for me, I look, I'm like, oh, okay, this is fun. Yeah. I don't know. I I know. Mushrooms. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's more to life. There's mushrooms, there's COVID-19 risque sex. There's so many things to live for besides stupid social media. Um, now, I will say, Andrew, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, of course, the, the big founder of Facebook and also Instagram, since Instagram is owned by Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg's personal fortune dropped by $7 billion. A lot of money. But since it's Mark Zuckerberg, I feel like he has another $7 billion in the pocket waiting for him, like like loose change. I, yeah, 
seven billion to him is like that twenty dollar bill for me that I put in the laundry and did not realize. It. Yeah, yeah. I bet you he uh, he walks by a homeless person on the street and just to you know pick them up while they're down on their luck. Oh yeah, hey, hey, here's a seven billion dollar bill. Go 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 get yourself a meal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that's perfectly it. Yep. All right. Cared at all? Did it- he care? I don't know. Does he care that he uh, lost $7 billion? Yeah, I wonder if he actually cared. I didn't hear him make a statement or anything, so did he even care that the money was gone? I think he knows that, that it'll easily be made up for because, you know, as you know, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger, like all those things are back up and running. As long as they're up and running and the billions of users are still there, yes, he, he's going to get that $7 billion. He He probably got the $7 billion back right now as we speak. I'm pretty sure. He was like, oh, it's back. Oh, boy. Uh, now, Amazon, uh, fortunately, wasn't one of the websites that crashed because I think it would be a bigger apocalypse if Amazon crashed. Uh, Amazon, speaking of which, just launched their Black Friday deals earlier than ever. Yeah, uh, I believe live right now, you can get Black Friday deals. You can take advantage of them right now on Amazon, even though Black Friday isn't for like another month and a half. Um, and I don't know, are we surprised anymore, Andrew? Because I saw Christmas trees and decorations the other day at Lowe's. And I think I'm done. I think I'm done asking for people to not acknowledge Christmas until after Thanksgiving. Yeah, I I am happy that the cells are there, but they no longer feel like a cell because they're just there now. Yeah. Like, there's no drive to get there on that specific day or, like, Cyber Monday. But I would hope that Halloween would be celebrated earlier. Like, let's move up the fun holidays. Okay. You're, 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 uh, no, I, th- I think you, like, like what month did you say you wanted Halloween to be? For, for, for... I want it to be in August or June. No. Those would be my two, like, determinants. Why the summer months? What, what about the summer months is more appealing for Halloween? And so Halloween, when it's cold, you can't wear some of the fun outfits that don't have as much material. Because you don't want to get frostbite or something. Yeah. But if it's the summer, <laughs> I mean, all costumes except the very heavily uh, clothed ones that would make you too hot would be fun. Yeah. Uh, the the people that dress up like sluts, whores, prostitutes, you know, it's a hard knock life for them dressing up like that in October. But if they were dressing up like that in June, it'd be like, oh, yes, this is very great for my legs. Yes, I have tons of trouble in the winter because I like to go out scantily clad for Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, boy. Hey, speaking of Halloween, Andrew, I don't know if you know about the hot yard decoration for Halloween this year. It is two inflatable skeletons doing it. Yeah, one is sitting on the ground with his knees bent. The other is straddling him. Um, I, I think Tony, my girlfriend Tony, introduced this to me on TikTok. I feel like if you don't want kids trick-or-treating at your house, this is the easiest way for the parents to be like, okay, no, 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 Timmy, don't go there. Don't go where the skeletons are doing, you know, mommy-daddy business. You know? When I read this immediately, the first thing that was in my head was their boning. And <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I couldn't stop. But I would be at that house in a heartbeat, open minded and all like, tell me what your Halloween's looking like. Yeah. I, I could see you doing that, you know. Hey, look at that with your clavicle on my pelvis. Ooh. <laughs> I don't even know where the clavicle and pelvis is. I know where the pelvis is, but the clavicle, I have no idea where that is. So don't ask me where that is, Tony, during sex, because I'll have no clue. 
I don't know where that is either. I'm assuming it sounds like it's something in the hand. I feel like it's by the hamstring, but maybe near the trachea. Like, I don't even know. I'm going to sound like a dumbass right now because I just love doing that. But yeah, maybe it's like midway between the trachea and the clavicle and the pelvis. You know what? You just gave us the human body. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Andrew, do you want to drive a motorcycle with zero miles on it? I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever heard of a, a, a transportation thing with zero miles on it, but apparently there's a 40-year-old Honda motorcycle that is going to be auctioned off this month in the UK. Literally no miles on it. A teenager actually bought it in 1981. His dad did not approve and had it locked away unused ever since then. I feel like just because there's no miles and you could probably last like 500 years with this motorcycle as a result, I'm going to buy it and then I'll actually learn how to ride a motorcycle, Andrew. I would buy it too. I would buy it. I would love to have it. I do hope that the kid who lost it is the person who purchases it as his auction. Mm. Like he's waiting for this moment for forever. Unless he's the person auctioning it. Yeah. Hey, you, you think you can uh, ride a motorcycle with like tight jean shorts on? I wonder mm. it hurt a little bit. It might hurt, but I th but you like being hurt, Andrew, so I feel like you might try it. <laughs> I, I would. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to give you a warning. I hope you're not going to be like this 25-year-old woman in our next headline. Her tight jean shorts actually gave her an eight-hour-long wedgie. Yes, that's right. The length of your workday was the length of time that this woman had her wedgie. It turned into a sore backside. Uh, it got infected. It sent her to the ICU with sepsis. I have no idea what that is. You're in the medical field, Andrew. Do you know what sepsis is? It's toxicity of the blood. All the bacteria and stuff is now congregated in the blood, and it's making the person sick. Oh, Lord Jesus. Uh, so now that you know all this, uh, does having uh, a wedgie in your tight jean shorts on a zero-mile motorcycle, does that sound like the sexiest thing to you still? It doesn't. It does sound like I would need to prepare with the tons of, like, protective things for my anal cavity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anal cavity. Why couldn't she dig it out? What was she doing for eight hours? Uh, uh, she was uh, trying to figure out if she liked it or not. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what do you... What, what, one do for for eight hours with a wedgie I, I beats me i would be so uncomfortable i was trying to think like at the grocery store i'd be grabbing at my butt trying to dig it out yeah at the office i'm doing the same thing like what do you do that you didn't get a chance to get it out i don't know man i feel like uh, maybe like you know try to put like a a, 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 a a knife between your uh your butt and the underwear just to see if you can like kind of wedge it out I, I you know I haven't I don't have much wedgie experience to know what the hell I'm talking about but I do know that I will probably be this woman uh, in our next headline here who uh, packed a bunch of clothes in a pillowcase to avoid carry-on fees have you done this before or have seen this uh, with anyone Andrew I've never seen it. I would have loved to seen it at some point, and I hope I do in the future. Yeah. Well, this is trending on TikTok. Yeah. A woman actually packed a bunch of clothes in a pillowcase to avoid carry-on fees. My question is, you know, say if you're, like, on vacation for a week and you have a crap ton of clothes, isn't, isn't it going to be suspicious at airport security when you have, like, 75 pillows filled up? <laughs> Like, I feel like you get one of those carts, you push it, and it's just a stack of pillows. And you just say, I like to be comfortable. 
That's it. I just like to be very comfortable. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, lastly, you know, we got to talk about this mailman near Cleveland. This was kind of ironic, Andrew. Uh, this mailman was cited for public indecency after he would not stop peeing on the same mailbox. And I'm thinking, like, silly mailman. The dog chasing you is supposed to be doing that. What are, what are you doing? Do, do you think this guy just has dog instincts and he, he just happens to be in a hum human man body? I think so. Yes, I think so. I think he has dog instincts. I think I would love to watch this every morning and wave to him like, hey, what are you doing over there? That's cute. And that would be the start to my day. <laughs> <laughs> how's, your, how's your stream, Mr. Mailman? Is it nice and warm today? Uh, do, you, do, you mind I, give, do you mind giving me my bill <laughs> that I've been asking for? I just go out like, hey, Brian. It's nice <laughs> to see you today. He goes by a name. <laughs> Brian, the PP mailman. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, I love Brian. I love Brian so much. Uh, not not his dingling and his PP and his P and his whatever, but, you know, the, the fact that his name is just Brian, just like a regular name, you know, that's, that's like, that just makes me laugh. Uh, you know, what also makes me laugh is uh, the, the, you know, this, this, um, the, these short stories. I don't know if you've heard of this, Andrew. Uh, How to see a man about a dog. Uh, they combine darkly comic short stories, powerful poems, pulp fiction prose to create a heartbreaking, hilarious journey that readers will not soon forget. Uh, they actually are sponsoring us right here on the Anything Show, so I appreciate that. They're from the, I believe they're from uh, the uh, the publishing company called Foxhound. Uh, so if you're interested in just dark comedy about a man and his dog, how to see a man about a dog, collected writings, you can find it um, uh, available on ebook on Kindle and Kindle Unlimited. Uh, print copies are also available on Amazon, the Book Depository, and more. So there you go, Andrew. How to see a man about a dog. I'm definitely be reading those. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I mean, I think I feel like there's like a a nice Halloween flavor there with the darkness of the of the stories. So I think that's a, a nice blend of 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 blendings. Foxhound, thank you so much for recommending to this to us. Uh, and I guess that it wraps up uh, the headlines for this week. <laughs> If you have a headline you want to send me an Andrew, Facebook.com slash Anything Show, Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois, uh, YouTube, Anything Show with John Francois. There's so many ways. You get it. John Francois here in Vermont, Andrew <laughs> Vanderton in Rochester, New York. Uh, coming up later on, I'll be talking to country singer Seth Reed. Is that his name? Yeah. Seth Reed. Yeah. From Oklahoma. He, uh, we're we're going to listen to his new single, Northeast Texas Blues. We're going to talk about his career. It's going to be so great. Great. Uh, Andrew, shall we remind people that they can win money and merch on October 27th? Yes, let's make it rain. All right, let's make it rain with some Ask Anything, y'all. All righty. Um, here we go. Facebook.com slash Anything Show. Instagram at Anything Show Francois. YouTube, the Anything Show with Francois. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get the point. Um, it's like I'm, it's like I'm a broken record mentioning all our social media handles, Andrew. <laughs> You're doing something great. You're plugging, and that's a great thing to do. Yeah. Lots of great responses for our Ask Anything giveaway. Uh, the question, of course, is what did you want to be when you grew up? And we got some great responses from Capri Michelle Gay, a lawyer. I was good at arguing even then. Yeah. You know what? That person that just loves to argue, Andrew, wouldn't that person just be a great lawyer? They would. I would love to 
see all the creativity and argument. Oh, yeah. They would stress you out. They would make you sweat. They would make you want to kill them. But at least they would uh, fight for your case in court like nobody's business. Ooh, solve the mystery of the missing Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah, which is urgent because Kit Kat's damn great. Probably better than Reese's. I'm going to give you that. 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, the hate mail comes in from all the Reese's lovers, so we appreciate that very much. <laughs> Robert G. 808 states wants to, wanted to be an arcade worker when he grew up, then an astronaut, then an engineer. You know what? This is very fitting because, kids, we want to be, like, 55 different things as we're growing up, Andrew. I mean, how True. much How much did your dream job change? 75 times at least. <laughs> you want it to be what and then what and then what? Give me some examples. Pokemon master, astronaut, firefighter, a ditch digger, long story. A ditch digger? I saw these movies with these guys in Western movies in prison, and they had to ditch ditches. But then they came out to be the best cowboys ever, so I was like, make me a ditch oh. digger. I thought that was like a racist thing. I thought that you were like being bullied by white people and you were like, oh, I guess I got to be a ditch digger when I grow up. <laughs> you know, it does sound very racist now that I say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, what the hell are we doing? Um, um, what the, where, where's the other responses? I guess that's it. Is that it? No, I feel like there's there was some other stuff. Maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's some more. Um, uh, uh, what? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I guess that's it for now. All right. <laughs> that's some more responses on Instagram. You get the point. Uh, what did you want to be when you grew up? Let us know. Uh, Facebook.com slash Anything Show, Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. Uh, you know, we typically post these uh, Ask Anything videos on our Anything Show with John Francois YouTube page. October 27th is when you can win the $100 gift card and the Anything Show with John Francois shot glass and keychain. So please respond. Hurry. We want to hear from you. Um, Andrew, I think it is time for a pee slash water break slash commercial break. When we come back, we got the viral videos of the week. Uh, so, Andrew, uh, like I always ask you, do you need to pee? No, I am all good. You know, surprisingly, I don't need to pee, which is, like, really weird. I feel like I need to get checked for that. Maybe you just need to drink a little bit more water before you think about it. Okay, I guess. <laughs> all right, well, while we have this commercial break, I'm going to drink water and pee in my pants. It's going to be so fantabulous. <laughs> we'll be right back. The Upper Left Corner USA is known for its beautiful rivers, forests, and mountains. It's also known for its serial killers and others who commit heinous crimes. Host Emily tells tame, true crime stories out of the Pacific Northwest, taking care to respect the victims and their families. Each episode starts with a Pacific Northwest town profile, detailing where the story takes place and ends with a review of a Pacific Northwest wine. Hmm, this murderous tale has hints of apricot. You don't need to be from the Pacific Northwest to enjoy these true crime tales. Available episodes include serial killers Israel Keys, Robert Lee Yates, interesting tales of debauchery like D.B. Cooper, and Mary Kay Letourneau, oof, cults like Rajneesh Param, and throwback cases that include the Vincent lynchings and Starvation Heights. Episodes of Upper Left Corner drop every other Thursday, and you can binge over for 20 episodes right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other major podcast platforms. Find Upper Left Corner on Instagram at Upper Left Corner Pod and get into these stories.
All right, so I'm thinking back to my relationship with my dad, and it was just like, meh, not really much fruit in the basket. However, if you had a relationship with your dad that was quirky, comical, dry, and maybe your dad's voice sounds like sexy Bane from Batman. Well, why don't you get three degrees, astrobiologist fake, astroentomologist fake, and then whatever other degree you want, and we'll say that you got the hat trick of degrees. Yes, Bane. Well, take a listen to Scott and Liam Kelly. It is the wide do we say that podcast a father and son team for the ages they explain the origins behind such popular everyday phrases like uh, let's see great minds think alike did you know that the origin of that phrase goes back to the 1800s yes and i say it to my friends and girlfriends all the time <laughs> great minds think alike i'm sorry my girlfriend now thinks that i have more than one girlfriend uh flash in the pan oh did you know that flash in the pan goes back to the california gold rush of the 19th century Oh, so many great examples from the Why Do We Say That podcast with Scott and Liam Kelly. Episodes are released every Tuesday, and you got to stick around till the end of the episode because they play the world-famous Word or Not a Word game. Now, you will be challenged on whether words like paddle is a word or not. It might not be. Who knows? Because I cannot say it. And, oh, you think that there's not going to be something in it for you? Uncle Desi's Cookies, mailed to you in 16 to 24 weeks. It's Scott and Liam Kelly from the Why Do We Say That podcast, a sarcastic, dry, witty father and son team for the ages. Get them wherever you get podcasts. The Anything Show with Jean-Francois, sponsored by Ohio Hauntings and Legends Podcast. New episodes every week, wherever you get podcasts. Kiddies, it is only me, your friendly gravekeeper, and welcome to the Ohio Hauntings and Legends podcast. We will be taking you to places you have never dreamt of. Hundreds, if not thousands, of haunted and abandoned locations. We will visit with the paranormal of your nightmares. Try to understand the unexplained. We will hear some old-time ghost stories that were told around the campfires years ago. Ohio has 88 counties within our state, and virtually each one of those counties has a story to tell. Ohio's history is bloodstained throughout its history. There are legends to tell, tales that have gripped towns and cities across Ohio for centuries that have been told as true events. Many of the forthcoming episodes are real. Others may be hearsay or legend. It is your choice to believe or not. Dim the lights, grab the blanket, and get ready for fear to visit you. All right, Andrew, um, if there's one thing I got to say is that we've become sellouts. That was the longest commercial break ever, but <laughs> I appreciate our sponsors. We, we wouldn't be uh, doing the Anything Show uh, without them. Let's get to Let's Get Viral, the viral videos of the week. Uh, we start off with this TikToker named Corporate Natalie, who posted a funny clip of herself and a guy pretending to flirt. But, Andrew, here's the twist. They only use corporate lingo. Ooh, corporate lingo flirting. I have an orgasm in my pants right now. Hey, yo. Natalie, 
from accounting. Hi, do I know you? Yeah, sorry, uh, Chad from sales. Um, not to be like weird or anything, but you've low-key been an action item on my list for a while now, and I was wondering if maybe like, you know, we could get a line sometime, maybe sync up. Oh my gosh, I'm flattered. I, I, I just don't really have the bandwidth right now. I'm about to pivot back to HQ. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, totally not best practices by me, you know, a lot of moving parts, I mean. No, 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 I really do appreciate you reaching out. Just a lot of roadblocks at the moment. What if we put a pin in this and circle back next week? Yeah, we could totally punt this next week, you know, if you have capacity. I can make Tuesday work, then we can touch base. Maybe even drill down. Was that like a innuendo or something? Cause you know, I would love to unpack your pain points. I'm looking for kind of an all-in-one product. Something that can scale with me. Well, that's good news cause I'm agile. Yeah, Andrew, I think we both have experience in corporate America. Would you say that's accurate in terms of, in terms of a corporate lingo? 100% accurate. Yeah, and I would say uh, to that guy, uh, he totally did not sound like a dumb California surfer. Did you notice that? Like, oh, yeah, Jamie, yeah. like, you want to get I some coffee? Like, this sounds like a fun version of one of those HR videos when you start a job. <laughs> I would love to see these too. I bet, yeah. All right, we go to another TikTok video from a former Disney worker who posts videos of the weird stuff that happened when she played various characters at the park. Andrew, here is the pretty creepy thing that she experienced as Tinkerbell. There were many moments, especially as Tinkerbell, when I had men, married men, hand me keys to their hotel room and tell me where they were staying. Ew! I don't know. I, okay, I don't know what, what I should be more disgusted by, Andrew. The fact that they're married or the fact that they're looking at a Tinkerbell, someone dressed as Tinkerbell and saying, hey, I'd like to tap that. Uh, yeah. I'm concerned that they're just giving out their hotel room key. Yeah, because Tinkerbell could murder them, I guess. Right, or use the minibar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Tinkerbell could have actually took advantage of that free minibar, but I feel like... Wait, is there a minibar at any of the Disney themed parks? I feel like that might go against what Disney stands for. You know what? That is true. I didn't think about it. It's for the children. Let's say uh, the mini apple juice bar. How about that? Okay. I can see that. The apple juice in the small glass jars were super delicious. I can see it, but it is very creepy that Tinkerbell is the character they're going after. Yeah. I don't, it's just like, uh, what? I don't know. But you know what? There are people who have cartoon character fetishes. So uh, need I say more? No. Go to that Pornhub section. You'll find out more. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, some guy invented a fart pedal, Andrew. And apparently this is uh, what, what you can do to make a sounds of flatulence with your guitar. So are we in middle school right now as we play this clip? You bet we are. <laughs> so yeah, I recognize that as the like, like the chords of some famous classic rock song. Uh, but I mean, doesn't doesn't the farts add a nice touch to it, Andrew? It does. Makes it nice and classy. Like get a good wet fart here, a dry one. <laughs> a wet down for it. A wet fart here, a wet fart there, a wet <laughs> fart anywhere, anywhere. Boop boop. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing, but <laughs> it wouldn't that be a great song for like the dance floor at like some wedding? I, I just wouldn't be, you know. People would do it. Yeah. I would do it. Let's do the wet flirt slide. Boogie, woogie, 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 woogie. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh boy. All right. This next video, a guy had his girlfriend guess random objects while blindfolded. The last one is an engagement ring, but she's sure it's a prank, even though the guy is down on one knee and clearly saying, hey, babe, it's not a prank. I really want to marry you. Number three. A ring box. Open your eyes. Will you marry me? <laughs> Say that. I'm for real. No, you're not. I am very serious. No, you're not. Will you marry me? Stop, you're lying. I'm not. You're lying. Will you marry me? No way. Yes. You're lying. Is it a yes or? Yes, it's a yes, yes, what, really? Yes. No way, you're lying. That's serious. Aw, oh, sounds like my favorite comedy team, Andrew. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Like, it's just, they, they, they just work so well off each other. They really do. I... I'm happy he did this, but I get the feeling he plays a lot of pranks on her, so she's like, no, this isn't real. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah right. Babe, look into this bedroom. We're going to have sex. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> which, which is like the... Sounds like just that guy. Yeah, which is like the most awkward prank, don't you think? It's like, ha, ah, no, I don't find you sexually desirable. Ha, ah. <laughs> Trauma's going to laugh. I mean, what can you do? Yeah. Mm -mm -mm. All right. Well, uh, this frog, I got to say, this frog might suffer from a fear of intimacy, Andrew, because every time a kid tries to pick it up, it just shrieks and jump. And you know what? The way it shrieks, it really doesn't sound like a frog shrieking. Let me know what you think, uh, what animal uh, the frog sounds like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, th doesn't it sound like a shrieking cat in terms of instead of a shrieking frog? It really doesn't. I thought that was a cat. Yeah, but no, it's actually a frog shrieking because it doesn't want to be touched. Huh. Yeah. I want the animal that screams. I think is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, I know animals that scream, and trust me, they're not animals. <laughs> oh, lordy. All right, uh, Corey Johnson. Oh, this is great, Andrew. I, I want you to listen to this video. I want to see your, re your reaction. Corey Johnson, a reporter at KSLA 12 in Shreveport, Louisiana. So she was at a gas station asking people what they'd do if they won the $685 million Powerball jackpot. She totally did not expect what this guy had to say in terms of like what he would do with his lottery winnings. I'm here with someone else who has gotten their ticket. Now, James, you bought your ticket. What are you going to do with that money if you win? Well, I'm definitely going to get a, a new supercharged Mustang with dual exhaust and about five kilos of cocaine. And I'll be good to go. Okay, so you like cars. You like yeah. cars. Okay. Yeah, and I love the reporter, Andrew. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Um, I don't know if we could, uh, you know, laugh and, and, and make light of cocaine. So I guess you like cars. You like cars. You like cars. <laughs> she probably slipped him her number like, hey, you could say cocaine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, any news reporter that uh, openly does cocaine is my kind of reporter. And she's got all the hard-hitting stories. Uh, literally, because, you know, she has hard-hitting drugs, so why not? <laughs> um, but, I mean, how many, uh, how much is five kilos of cocaine? That sounds like a lot. That is a lot of cocaine. That is a ton of cocaine. So, I mean, if you win the lottery at that point, I'm kind of with the guy. I'm going to go get it. Let's try it out. I've got the money. I guess if this was the 80s, I mean, do people get cocaine when they have lots of money anymore? I don't know. I think it's probably going to weed now. Yeah. Probably. Like, I'd get but, that, but cocaine? What? Like, that, yeah. could, that could kill you. And five kilos is a lot of money. Yeah. So that'd be a waste of your lottery win. Yeah, 
But you know what? He, he would be just another disastrous lottery story. Because, you know, all those lottery stories of people who like, oh, my God, they went from poor to rich. And then they, uh, you know, become more miserable being rich people than they were poor people. So, yeah, you know what? Let's send this guy to rehab before he becomes another miserable lottery winner. Yes, prehab. Pre, pre, yes, pre, <laughs> yes, before he gets cocaine, let's put him into rehab for cocaine. I love it. All right, here's a commercial for a store called HH Greg Andrew. This is really quirky and weird. Uh, this announcer for this commercial, he does brilliant double speak. I have no idea why he does it. But, uh, you know, it kind of uh, caught my ear. Let's see if you can detect it. We've got all the hot new camp amping equipment in it, such as 10 Hentens, Gasolassel Lan Anaturns, Marsharsha Melmel Roasted Toastos, and Sa Sleepy Bagagos. <laughs> well, how about our support hoarding Goodlingtons? We've got Baskatchewans, Slant Slant Donkey Donkey. Baseballs. And mitted catcheroos. We also have a great for baiting and tackle ackle section. For fishing rod oddles, nanettes, and don't forget to speedening Bodo and engines. H.H. Grego, where the temp temperature earns is never hotter than our propriceness. So here's an interesting game for you, Andrew. Can you detect the words that he was saying in double speak form? I got a few of them. Which yeah. ones? Tackle. Yeah, that was it. I, I got ga I got gas lanterns because he was like ga ga gas lanterns. Uh, so gas lanterns. I think I got engine, and I think that's it. So yeah, two to one, I win. Yeah, you win. That would drive me insane. Yeah. All right. Finally, in our viral video segment on the Anything Show. Oh my God. Here's another one from Walmart. A customer at a Walmart in Augusta, Maine, started hearing loud fart sounds, perhaps from a, from a fart machine. So she started filming it, uh, and a nearby employee was just like, "Stop farting!" But this woman was like, "What? What the hell are you talking about?" Literally, this uh, this uh, per person threatened to, to make the woman leave if she didn't stop farting. But really, really, she wasn't farting. Here is the video. I'm recording it. I'm enjoying myself, but you can look. It's just Snapchat. I don't know who's pooping themselves on there, but it ain't me, ma'am. She said that she'd make me leave if it was me. I don't know who's doing this, but I love you. Yeah, uh, man, what has this show turned to? I mean, talk about wet fart palooza. <laughs> I would be in heaven in this Walmart. <laughs> really? With all those wet fart sounds, you wouldn't be turned off gagging or anything like that? Oh, I would be watching everybody else's reaction like, oh, who's going to throw out first? She's going to say something first. Oh, boy. All righty. Well, uh, if you want a uh, wet fart uh, orgasm experience like nobody's business, go to the Augusta Main Walmart like Andrew and be prepared to smell something. Yes. <laughs> All right. If you have a viral video of the week you want to send us, Facebook.com slash The Anything Show, Instagram and TikTok at The Anything Show. Um, we're on YouTube under The Anything Show with John Francois. So many ways you can keep in touch with us. Uh, John Francois here with Andrew Vanderton. Coming up in a bit, I will be speaking with Seth Reed, an Oklahoma country artist and Navy veteran, might I say. We'll be talking about his career and his new single, Northeast Texas Blues, out right now. Uh, Andrew, before we get to that, uh, shall we quiet this music and get to the other music, which is for our celebrity gossip? Yes. Yes. 
All right, um, you know, of course you would say this, Andrew. Of course you would advocate for Megan Trainer and her husband pooping together. Yeah, Megan Trainer and her husband Daryl Sabera. Now, do you remember the the boy from Spy Kids? Uh huh. That's her husband. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he's all grown up and married Megan Trainer. <laughs> oh, okay. I know. Uh, so they have side-by-side toilets, and this is because sometimes they have to pee at the same time when they wake up with their baby, and they've admitted that they've gone number two together twice. No, I say no, 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 no. Are you there, Andrew? Oh, okay, I lost your video for a second. Um... I mean, look, I can pee in the same room as my girlfriend, Tony, but we both agree that once poop comes into the picture, privacy, please, get the L out of my face. Now, what do you say, yeah. Andrew? I'm happy for them. It's a great time for them, but that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> the toilets in my room, no. Mm. Wait, did you say at the beginning of the show that you were like, ooh, some poop I'm, stuff? I'm happy for for her, not for me. <laughs> oh, you're happy that they found, like, some couple bonding? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they found their couple bonding in the sticky chasms of poop. But for me, I'm okay. Yeah, and I and I was hearing about this on Elvis Duran's show. Uh, Megan Trainer actually would bring her husband into the bathroom when she made, like, a big, big dookie. And she was like, oh, my God, honey, you got to see this crazy, awesome dookie that I made. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has their own way of uh, being in love, so. They do share your gifts with each other. For me, I'm just walking in the room like, hey, I'm moving out tomorrow. Right. Yeah, they probably have a poop knife. Have you heard of the concept of a poop knife, Andrew? Yeah, (laughs) you're giving me the the, the face of death right now. So, yes, this is actually a real thing. Uh, Couples, you know, some of them get a poop knife, which means that, you know, sometimes you poop big enough where it clogs up the toilet. So uh, you actually cut it up into pieces with a knife and then flush it down. I'm serious. The the poop knife is a real thing. What are you eating? (laughs) How did that come out of your body? I, I mean, look, look, I think you, I think, I think all of us have had that poop that was just too big to flush. So yeah, sometimes you gotta, you gotta cut it up in pieces like mom would do with your food, and you know, you, 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 I mean, you don't want, you don't want to plunge that crap out. I have never chopped up a poop. <laughs> I've never done that. The day is young, Andrew. You want to start now? <laughs> I'm scared. Uh, don't be. Don't be. The poop loves you. The poop wants to hold you and caress you like so. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. The poop phobia right now. I know. <clears throat> I know. I know. All right. Let's talk about something a lot more beautiful than poop. Casey Musgraves. Are you familiar with Casey Musgraves? Um, yeah. Yeah, uh- yeah, I'm not I'm not a big fan of country music, but I'll make an exception for her. She's a beautiful country singer, and um, she actually performed on Saturday Night Live's season premiere. Uh, me, my girlfriend, and her best friend, they w- we all watched it uh, the day after, and we just thought, oh, hey, here's Macy, uh, here's uh, Casey Musgraves sitting down on a stool with a guitar, and it's just fine. She's singing beautifully. Turns out that she was naked. On live television, Andrew, we didn't know this because uh, her her uh, nudity was blocked by a sheet. I mean, I thought that the, the her clothes were just hiding behind the guitar she was playing, but no, she was actually naked on live television, and nobody knew except the people, probably in the audience that li- that, that night at SNL. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I, I wish I would have been in the audience that night because, you know, I look, I, I happen to find Casey Musgraves pretty attractive. So, you know, oh. she is beautiful. 
I like if I was her, I'd be like dancing behind the guitar, like I'm naked. <laughs> Look at me. Look at my boobies. Look at my vagina. Yes. Oh, I'm naked, and you don't know watching at home. <laughs> All righty. Uh, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. He says that before he could afford a drum kit, he taught himself drum rhythms using his teeth. He used to do it so much that he once got scolded by his dentist for an unusual deterioration. Andrew, can you make drum sounds with your teeth? I don't think I can. I've never tried. I can. Uh, you want to hear it? <laughs> sure. Okay. Here, I, I think I still got it. There you go. How's that? <laughs> you got it. I, oh, that could cause teeth deterioration. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, thankfully, I didn't do it for a living or else I'd be uh, speaking to you with false teeth right now. Do get false teeth. Take them out and scare little kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll have the uh, the skeleton. I'll have the skeletons doing it, and then I'll wrap it up a at the end with, "Hey, kids, look at my teeth. I don't have any." <laughs> 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 uh, nothing like skeleton sex and false teeth to really give kids nightmares, right? Oh, that sounds like a good movie, a children's book. I feel like it. I, I feel like that might be the title of our show: Skeleton Sex and False Teeth. Yes! Uh, we've already decided. All right, uh, next headline for our celebrity gossip. Emily Ratajkowski says that Robin Thicke groped her boobies while they were filming the Blurred Lines video. The video's director confirmed it, but she says Robin's apologized, and she thinks she only did it because uh, he was drunk. Now, I feel like this is this seems right in line with the controversial theme behind the, the Blurred Lines song, because, I mean, do you, you remember what that song is about, right, Andrew? I don't. I. Oh, I'm trying to think of a song in my head now. It's like, oh, you know, this girl is like. I, I think. I think the whole controversy around it is like, oh yeah, this girl's drunk, uh, but you know, she seems awake enough to consent to sex. I think that's what blurred lines is all about. And of course, it's not really uh, me too uh, friendly today. <laughs> Great, doesn't surprise me now that I know that this is a Robin Thicke song. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Now, Andrew, I think you said you have watched Squid Game on Netflix. I am in love with it. Yes, I've watched it. Okay, it's the craze right now. So um, it's so popular that the Korean man who makes a candy that was featured on an episode has seen sales jump by more than 100%. He's selling more than 500 of them a day when he used to sell less than 200. What the heck is Squid Game about, Andrew? So Squid Game is about this group of people who all owe a bunch of money in their lives to different companies, people, whatever. They have a chance to make money if they decide to go play these games. And you can win billions of dollars in what would be American money, but this is Korea, um, so the money's actually worth probably a lot based on their economy. And the game is amazing. The games are children's games that you would never think would have this scary twist. Really? Because, you know, the number one trending Halloween costume for adults right now is Squid Game. And they're saying, like, oh, you know, Squid... actually, no, no, it's also the top trending costume for babies. And I heard that, like, oh, Squid Game is not really uh, appropriate for children. Is that true? Um, if it was an animated cartoon, it would be appropriate for children. But this is not appropriate for children when you put it in the real life spectrum, because a lot of people die. Yeah. A lot. Huh. Interesting. I I am planning on getting one of the characters from Squid Games as a costume for this year, but 
I definitely wouldn't have my nephews in that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Uh, do you like yourself some Harry Styles, Andrew? Harry Styles? Yes, I do. And you're familiar with his hit song, Watermelon Sugar? I heard it, and I fell in love with it. Now, um, do you know what it means? So I have thought, and tell me if I'm wrong, that this boy just finally tried some watermelon and is happy about it because he got invited to the black cookout. <laughs> really? That's what you thought it was? I this thought... whole time. You know, I th I thought it was like a really creative way to just describe how yeah how good like watermelon is how good you know sweets are like that that's what I thought, but then uh, Harry Styles at a live concert explained what I guess a lot of people suspected watermelon sugar was all about. Take a listen. It, it doesn't really matter what it's about. Yeah. All right. Well, I, yeah, that, that surprised me. I mean, watermelon sugar, that is a very creative way to describe an orgasm. I'm scared. I don't know about <laughs> orgasm. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, for, I, I forgot you're gay, Andrew. <laughs> well, no, I mean, well, well, I guess, I mean, I mean, the female orgasm has always been held up as like this special mythical thing that doesn't really exist. Um, and here's what I'll say. Uh, Andrew, you're a watermelon lover. My girlfriend, Tony, is a watermelon lover. Can you attest that the sugar from watermelon, there's nothing like it? Okay, so I guess if we equated that with the female orgasm, you're basically saying that the female orgasm is like, eh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't ask for it with seltzer in a drink, but okay. I have it every now and then. Uh, welcome to McDonald's. How can I take your order? Hey, can I have like a female orgasm with a seltzer and maybe like a side of fries? Do you have that today? Hold the ice. Hold the, hold the ice. I like my female orgasm just liquidy, you know? You know? You know? All right, that was too much info. All right, Elijah Wood said an orc mask on The Lord of the Rings was designed to look like Harvey Weinstein as sort of payback for making it difficult for the movies to be made. Uh, are you familiar with Harvey Weinstein and what he meant to the Me Too scandal thingy, McJiggy? Yes, I am familiar with the dirtbag. Mm -hmm. So talk about foreshadowing. Yes, Harvey Weinstein, certainly a disgusting orc. Uh, Justin Bieber getting into uh, pre-rolled joints. He's getting into the pre-rolled joint business. Uh, and he said, quote, I found a, a place in my life for weed products that have been beneficial in my human experience, end quote. Now, I have an important question to ask, Andrew. Is he getting his weed from California? I think he is. I think he is. Uh, or or, I mean, well, you know, is he getting his peaches from Georgia? I mean, I, 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 I'm referencing a song clearly, Andrew. <laughs> Do you not know the song Peaches? Do you not know the song Peaches? Is this a Justin Bieber song? That is a Justin Bieber song. I thought you knew this. How do you not, How do you know Watermelon Sugar by Harry Styles, but you don't know Peaches by my man, Justin Bieber? Oh, I don't listen to him. I never have. And then I saw he had dreads, and I was like, oh, yikes. 
Oh, uh, well, he, no, no, he, he has his hair cut in a very normal person way now, so you, you, you don't have to be worried anymore. <laughs> okay, I will, you know what? I'll put that on my never list. Okay. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of music, Chris, uh, Chris Brown and Drake—they're being sued for allegedly ripping off uh, an artist for their track "No Guidance." Um, now, here is the artist that is suing uh, Drake because uh, Drake and Chris Brown—that is because I guess Andrew, um, there's a particular phrase that the artist and both Chris Brown and Drake say in their songs that I guess could be considered as like very um, copy worthy. So here's the artist. His name is called uh, Mr. Cooper. And uh, here's the phrase that he says. She got it, she got it. She got it, she got it. But I know you got it, you got it. You got it, you got it. Yeah, so that's uh, Mr. Cooper's song. And now if I have the clip here. Do I have the clip here? I probably don't have the clip here. Wait, where is the clip? I'm trying to find um, uh, Chris Brown and Drake's... Uh, oh, here we go. No, got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Mr. Cooper says, yeah, she got it, she got it, she got it, Andrew, and here is uh, I think Chris Brown and Drake saying almost the same thing. Being flex OD, sex OD, you got it, girl, you got it. like a lawsuit worthy in all this andrew i don't think so the reason being is drake has used the same phrase in multiple other songs <laughs> years ago so if anything this other guy should be getting sued by drake oh well, uh, you know what you may have a point there you may have a point uh this unknown mr cooper guy i feel like you know he's down on his luck and is trying to find a way to make money yeah that's what it sounds like to me because this is something so anybody could do it on their own Hey, uh, you know, going on to music here, uh, Adele apparently is coming back with some new music. Uh, Andrew, are you, an are you an Adele fan? I am excited to listen to this album. Seven, I believe seven, ye seven years? No, six years. I, be I feel like it's been six years since the last Adele album. Adele's new album, she says, is going to be inspired by her divorce. She thinks when couples hear it, quote, a lot of women are going to be like, I'm done, end quote. I don't know. I mean, don't you think we've heard enough heartbreak music for, from Adele? You know what? Yes, I've, we've heard like a good amount. But if it's like, oh, girl, pack your bags and leave because this is what he did, I'm listening. Okay. I want, I want information. <laughs> I don't know. So she's basically the white British Beyonce. <laughs> In a way, like, I love a good heartbreak where it's like, I'm not sad, but it's like, I'm going out to the club tonight, and I'm going to go sleep with someone random. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. As long as it's not like a super depressing breakup song, like basically Olivia Rodrigo's whole album, I, I, I think we could, you know, use a break from that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't cry anymore. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I respect the fact that she's successful at her age, and she's found a way to be very creative about her story, but an entire album... Oh, my God. Oh, go away. All right. <laughs> and lastly, Renee Zellweger. She's wearing a fat suit to play real-life convicted killer Pam Hupp for a new NBC series called The Thing About Pam. Pam is currently serving life for a 2016 murder. You know, Andrew, I don't know. I get, like, a very um, 
I don't know. I get very eh about uh, uh, skinny actresses playing fat people by wearing fat suits because I feel like, oh, you could probably find like a plus size actress to fill that role. Exactly. You could find a fat person to play a fat person. Yeah. In a fat suit, it doesn't look real. And I really think it's disrespectful to the person you're portraying. Just get somebody who has the same body size. Yeah, I believe a recent example is Sarah Paulson playing um, Linda Tripp in that impeachment, uh, Bill Clinton impeachment scandal story from uh, Ryan Murphy that I believe played on FX not too long ago. Yeah, Sarah Paulson, pretty skinny, and Linda Tripp in real life, you know, kind of big. But, hey, it is what it is. Some people get uh, a step ahead in the business because they got connections. It's very true. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, that is, I believe, our celebrity gossip for this week on the Anything Show. If you have a uh, celebrity guess, a, a celebrity guess up, a, a celebrity gossip. <laughs> oh man, a celebrity gossip piece you want to send to me and Andrew? Facebook.com/slash the Anything Show. Instagram at Anything Show Francois. We're also on TikTok at Anything Show Francois. Anything Show with John Francois is also on YouTube, so check us out there. Uh, John Francois here in Lindaville, Vermont. Andrew Vandertout, thank you so much for joining me from Rochester, New York, as always. Uh, what's the latest in your Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy podcast? So the latest, I'm going to team up with one other podcaster who I know is Atlanta, and we're going to talk about him getting onto a reality show. So it's going to be very fun. What? Oh, Lord, I got to find that. Now, where can you find a Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy? On all podcast platforms, Apple, iTunes, um, and now iHeartRadio. Yes, the self-described number one platform for podcasts. Now you've made it, Andrew. I've made it there. Now I'm just waiting for them to send me a check. Ah, well, that's something that they may not do. But you know what? (laughs) One can hope. One can hope. (laughs) I can hope. I can hope. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Andrew. We have our conversation with Seth Reed, Oklahoma country artist, coming up next. You'll hear his new single, Northeast Texas Blues. What a talented guy. And, of course, what a talented co-host I have in Andrew. Andrew, I will see you next week. Are you correct? Yeah, next week. Yes. Attention Nashville, Tennessee area drivers. Commodore Express, Central Tennessee's premier refrigerated transportation provider, is actively hiring CDLA team drivers with minimum two years experience. They have been in business since 1995 and provide a solid, stable, stress-free work environment. Their teams run to California and back weekly, average 4,500 miles per week out and back operation. Time off is flexible, they offer full benefits, and pay is dependent on experience. You can visit their website, www.commodoreexpress.net, to learn more, request an online application, or feel free to call Robert in recruiting at 615-287-5140, extension 1, to discuss your future.
got cigarettes and you just don't care. From Seth Reed, it's too far gone. I spoke with him the other day on Zoom for the Anything Show. Here it is. Hey, everybody, John Francois here with the Anything Show, and I am joined by Oklahoma country artist and Navy veteran Seth Reed. He is joining me on Zoom. Uh, we just talked about how it's just pitch black here in Vermont, where I'm based, but it's, it's bright daylight still in Oklahoma, where Seth Reed is. Uh, fortunately, you guys have uh, more daylight saving time than we do, so uh, I'm sure that'll uh, reflect itself well in your music, Seth. Nice to have oh, you on the yeah. show. <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, let's dive in. I mean, you know, we're recording this on October 5th, and your new single, Northeast Texas Blues, came out September 28th. Uh, can you, before we get into that song, can you just tell me your story? Because I'm, I'm just being introduced to you right now. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm from a, a small town in Oklahoma. It's actually called America, Oklahoma, spelled the oh. same way and everything. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's only got a population of about 30 people. <laughs> Wow. So I guess it's more of a village. Um, I, I graduated from a place called Hayworth, which had a, has about a population of 300. Hmm. So a real, real small town. We had two gro- uh, two gas stations. That was it. Wow. So yeah, pretty small, pretty small school. Graduated 2010, uh, joined the Navy not long after that. I, uh, I worked on the electronics and planes, radios, radars, and such, uh, stationed up in Whidbey Island, Washington. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cut and dry after that. Came back, worked for the FAA for a while. I worked on the landing systems down in Shreveport, Louisiana, and then um, started doing music not long after that and went full-time this past March. What made you want to get into music? Because it, it looks like you have a variety of interesting experiences in your life. You know, you're talking about, you know, you've gone to, you know, you went to the Navy, sort of there for a while. Um, what led you to to be a musician as, as you are today? Uh, you know, I've always had a, somewhat, of a, somewhat of an interest. I was raised in uh, going to church on Sundays. I was a Church of Christ. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They don't have uh, instruments in their music. So we always sang a cappella. I didn't like it, to be honest with you. And so on the country stations, I would always hear this one artist that my dad always listened to. His name was Waylon Jennings. And yes. I just become infatuated with him. I mean, he had, to me, he had the best sounding voice out there. Just real natural. Loved him. Um, but kind of roll forward a little bit. I was 14, Christmas coming around. My dad wanted to get me something that, uh, wasn't a video game. <laughs> so, I mean, you got to remember back then is like, I think the original Xbox or something, you know, is is a ways a while back. Yeah. I guess now God, I'm getting old, but, uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I asked for a guitar cause I saw on QVC, there was a guitar player named Esteban and he talked me into wanting one of them suckers. <laughs> okay. And, uh, it was love at first sight ever, ever since you started playing that guitar. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, you know, looking back on it, it, it had an atrocious action on it. The strings were high off the fretboard. It didn't sound that great, but to me, it was a straight jewel. I really, I really loved it. Uh, and it just kind of rolled from there. I, I met a friend on, a, I used to run cross country, and he also did, and he played guitar, and he kind of showed me how to work my way around a few chords and stuff and we kept playing and we still play together to this day if i ever need a lead or a mandolin player he plays with me 
Awesome. Um, so I, I guess uh, let's connect the dots. I mean, you, we, you know, we, we, have, we, have, we, we have touched on how you first got into music and now all of a sudden, you know, you just released your single Northeast Texas Blues. Uh, you're heard on radio stations ranging from Texas to Michigan. How did you get to that point where, you know, you're building up this great following? Uh, I, I play guitar once again with my buddy. We played out, um, played a few shows together and he, he took about half of the singing. I took about the other half or well, he couldn't make a few gigs. So I, I started doing it and I really liked the money you get from solo gigs. So I guess it was kind of selfish. Yeah. But then, um, I, I got to where I, I enjoyed it. I liked the, there's something about being out there in front of people. It's like walking a high line, I guess, if I've ever walked a high line or tight line rope. It's, um, if you mess up, you're falling. I mean, everybody's going to know it's you and that guitar. And there's something exhilarating about that, that you're just kind of walking that edge the whole time. And I, I've, I, I love it. That's really what I live for now is that feeling, that live feeling when I'm playing in front of people and it's just you and them. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, of course you're at a point right now where, uh, you have all these shows coming up, you have all these projects coming up, you have uh, Northeast Texas blues, which again is the single that just came out on the 20th of September. Um, and I believe you're, are you shooting to get nominated for the Texas country music trailblazing trailblazing artist of the year? Do I have that correct? Uh, yeah, that's just kind of a goal that uh, me and Jeff, my manager with a roadside music management, have set for each other. Um, that's what that's kind of our main thing this coming up year is to shoot for that nomination. What does that mean, you know, for for those like myself who may not be like well versed in and knowledge when it comes to country music? What what does that mean as a country musician to have that honor to to be called the the Texas Country Music Trailblazing Artist of the Year? Uh, you know, the, the TCMAs, um, they do a lot for the organization of Texas music. And um, it just shows that you, you're gaining rec recognition and such in Texas because country music in between Texas and Tennessee is drastically different. It's not necessarily what you hear on the radio. And uh, they started the branch of TCMAs to kind of acknowledge the underground scene. Uh, that's probably not the correct way to label it but the people you don't hear on the radio that are still fantastic singer songwriters and you see more of them coming up today um but it, it's it just kind of shows that recognition from a an organization that does a whole lot of work for musicians such as myself uh, i like it um and we're gonna hear your uh your new single northeast texas blues and just a moment seth reed uh can you uh, tell us you know for for those listening right now where are you playing next because uh, I, I believe once they hear this single they're going to be convinced to see you live <laughs> um so friday i'm going to be in garland texas at diamond d's live music venue and then uh saturday i'm playing at uh I was supposed to be playing at Stringtown, the casino, Choctaw Casino there, but um, they recently had some uh, changes in their live music that they're postponing it due to COVID till January 1st. So we're kind of just running with that. And uh, we were luckily, lucky enough to be picked up for a gig here in New Boston, Texas, which is really close to Texarkana um, at the VFW there, which VFWs are really my favorite places to play there. I, I really resonate with the crowd there and I, 
I just love it. Awesome. Uh, I believe this podcast is going up Monday, October 11th. Do you have any gigs coming up Monday, October 11th or later? <laughs> uh, yeah. So after that, it's all pretty much East coast work. I'm hitting, um, uh, oh, shoot. I'm not familiar with the brewery names cause they're so far out of state. I need to really start working on, but I believe it's like, a. I'm going to be in Pennsylvania Friday and Saturday, uh, New Jersey. That's they're really, I'm hitting a lot of states here coming up soon. And all, all my dates will be available on Facebook and bands in town. Uh, if you look up Seth Reed, R-E-I-D, you'll find all them upcoming dates. Awesome. I love it. All right. So uh, Seth Reed, uh, we, we got your uh, website. We got your Facebook um, and again, I mean, what wonderful song, Northeast Texas blues. I got a chance to listen to it the other day and I, and I just really love the vibe of it. And thank you very uh, much. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, Seth Reed, uh, it was a pleasure to uh, talk to you. And, and again, just, uh, just for review purposes, how can people get in touch with you on social media so they can, you know, keep in touch with your music? Uh, yeah. Once again, Facebook is pretty much my main go-to. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to work on the road and such. And, uh, it's just Seth Reed music. I, uh, I guess would be my handle on Facebook. Uh, same thing for Instagram. And if you just Google Seth Reed, uh, I should be, um, the big goofy tall country singer there that you see. <laughs> All right. Good luck for the, the big goofy tall country singer. That should be, yeah, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, Seth Reed, thank you so much. We're going to take a listen to Northeast Texas Blues, your your newest single. And, and I wish you the best of luck, especially with the pandemic still kind of going on. <laughs> I sure appreciate it, sir. Thank you very much. Hello, Dallas, what you do? since you broke my heart ever since you sent me away now i hope that you're doing fine but don't you worry about me ever since you broke my heart i've been trying to shake myself free there's no things to
Hey there, Dallas, what you doing here? I ain't seen you in three damn days Ever since you broke my heart Ever since you sent me away With my northeast Texas Listen to The Anything Show with John Francois on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and on Instagram and TikTok at Anything Show Francois. Now, go lick some sweet and sour sauce. You have been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com to access story guides, subscribe to Patreon for bonus episode of the men's side of female infidelity, and to vote for this podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story for the show, share feedback, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or send by snail mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Every story is always anonymous. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is produced and edited by Rebecca Adams. You can follow the show on Facebook at Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, on Instagram at Podcast Raw Truth, and on Twitter at Raw Female. Thank you again, and be kind to one another. Be kind to yourself, and always remember, no judgment. Goodbye. Goodbye.